Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Good morrow, good morrow, friends, family, fans. It is November 17th. I don't know why I'm saying good morrow. It's it's the evening, and by the time... Well, you might be listening to this tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, so who knows? Maybe it will be good morrow. But hey, how you all doing, huh? How's, how's your day going? How's your week going? Y'all excited for Thanksgiving? For those of you here in, in the States, if you celebrate it still... How, 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 uh, y'all good? Y'all good? That's good. I don't know what you answered me, but hopefully it's, it's good. What, what's going on, huh? Well, I've been doing good. Uh, feeling a lot better than I did last week. You know, I gave you guys a, a little quickie last week, a little, uh, little tease, a little, uh, just the tip, if you will. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, yeah, been been good, been good. Uh a bit to talk about today. Not not still not a whole lot. It's weird holiday time, you know. But uh some some fun stuff to talk about still for sure. And uh so my friends over at the 101 League, we're taking a break from some things uh for the next couple weeks. There's no FGC night, no more ultimate for a little while. Uh they'll still be doing melee on Saturdays. Um, I won't be there this Saturday, so I won't be on stream, and we're not doing it the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so uh, in a couple weeks we'll we'll really resume Melee full on, uh, FGC Night may return, uh, Ultimate maybe not, um, I think Ultimate's done until January at least, just take take some breaks, um, and, and with the holidays and everything like that, but uh, still make sure to check them out. They got a good Discord, got a gr- good group. Some other things may be happening. But yeah, yeah, that's what's going on. And, uh, you know, the holidays are coming up and, and a lot more games are going to be launching. Uh, what is it? Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl release on Friday. You know, I've been playing Forza Horizon 5, which is really fucking great. Um, oh yeah, that came out last week. Um, we'll talk about that a bit, and uh, Jurassic World Evo 2, but yeah, let, let's get into video games, shall we? So yeah, let, let's talk about Forza Horizon 5. It's fucking gorgeous, it's beautiful. That game, I don't understand how they do it. It it, it It's unreal at how gorgeous it is, and they did change some things up in, in how it plays from, from 3 and 4, and, and your progression and all that, but... Uh, it's still mostly the same idea. You're 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 building upon this, the festival, right? You're you're bringing more people in. You're expanding it with different things, but but other than that, man, it it's it's just fun. It it's just overall fun and great, and there there's no reason to not just have fun in it. And it it like I said, it looks gorgeous. It's fun to play. The racing is all different. And there's there's a lot of different things to do. I I even really tried the online for the first time, and it that kind of sucks because um, it's like matchmaking, which just stick to racing, really. Like I'm not trying to play like capture the flag with cars and shit because it's kind of broken when your team isn't really playing. But like we're not playing Forza for online. I mean, if we're gonna play online, we're gonna race. So no, it's it's fun. It's great. It's literally still amazing it's it's like a perfect game pretty much i i don't know there's not really a knock i have against it the music is a lot better they finally have music that's like current in it and it's it's just fun it's a it's an amazing racing game that is gorgeous i like i said i i don't i don't know what to knock like the events are way better than than they were in the past too so that that's 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 really all i can say right now like I, I literally have nothing against it. There's no bad things I can say. So, it it's just fun and it's gorgeous and it it it's Forza Horizon. That that's literally all you really have to say. Uh, and 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, I also got Jurassic World Evolution 2 on Tuesday. I haven't sunk my hands too deep into it just yet. Um, it, it's very different from the first game, though. The campaign doesn't really follow. It, it's not as much park building anymore. Like you're, it, It's more in line with the story that's probably going to happen in Dominion and things like that, where the dinosaurs are kind of loose. So you're kind of helping like the Department of Fish and Wildlife on, on missions. So it's not about making money. It's not about building a park as much. I want to play some Chaos Theory, which is where you get to like relive the movie the movies and that that's more of a campaign if if you will um so that's that's kind of like what what i've been doing with that i mean i only played like three hours the campaign you just brush through and i do want to get more into sandbox because that's where you can kind of build um now you have the the tanks where you can build like with mosasaurs and plesiosaurs you can build uh, bigger aviaries with with more flying dinosaurs. Uh, they kind of only added that one aviary option at the end of the uh, towards the end of the first game with DLC, and you know, it's it's fun though. It's uh, I want to see what what they're going to add eventually, and and how it will all work out. Uh, they say there's woo hybrids, but I I don't know how to get them because obviously they're not going to be. Um, they're they're not gonna be what uh, uh, how do you how do you, um, I'm trying to think um, they're not gonna be the same as the first game I guess because it's not you're not really on the island so I don't I don't know I I don't know what it what what's gonna happen but I I'm excited uh, to keep playing I I do love the first game uh, even though a lot of people didn't apparently. So I'm very, very excited to see where the second one goes and how it expands upon and, and, and things like that. So uh, I'm sure you guys will be hearing me talk about it in the future. And then of course, last week I, I just, I totally forgot because I wasn't like all the way there, but I, I did finish Guardians of the Galaxy last weekend. Game's fucking great, dude. That game was so fun. And it's a gorgeous game too. I talked about that, but there were just, uh, there was so much fun to be had in that game. And I, I loved it, man. The story was fucking great. Um, it is up for best story. I think on, um, the game awards, we'll talk about the nominees in a bit, but it was, it was very, very fun. And, I'm just excited for that kind of Marvel game. Like compared to what Marvel's Avengers was last year, this just kind of was like, like shit, man. Like I was not like not happy with, with how that all happened, but I very much like what they did with Marvel's Avengers. And it's, it is the same universe. There's so many Easter eggs and stuff. It, it's just, it's just fun. It's very fun. And I am hoping there's DLC or another game like that. Eidos Montreal killed it on that game. They killed it for sure. Um, and speaking of Marvel's Avengers, we finally know what Spider-Man is going to look like in that game. And just an interesting take on the costume it, and... It was just a cinematic they showed off, and I, like it. After what we've gotten with Spider-Man on on PlayStation, with with the Marvel Spider-Man and of course Miles Morales, this Spider-Man's just kind of like just like whatever, dude. Like it's not even like it's so late for this game. I I don't think it's gonna save it, especially being. On PlayStation only, it it was just kind of like cool, I I guess. And it comes out next week or in a week and a half on the thirtieth. But I honestly, I think it's a little too late for that game. I really do. And it just for there's a better Spider-Man experience on PlayStation consoles 
for PlayStation owners, and it's and it's not Marvel's Avengers. It's it's Marvel Spider Man, and Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales. Like those those are. If you want Spider Man, those are the games to play, not Marvel's Avengers. Uh, it just they're better. Uh, moving on, the GTA trilogy launched last week. It's a mess. Uh, apparently, it's very broken. Uh, so broken that it was actually pulled from the PC launcher, uh, the Rockstar PC launcher, and I did come back, but it's just, it's a mess, dude, because the, first off, people are pissed in general because, like, there was a great community of modders that made the game look good, and then Rockstar kind of put this weird polish on it, and it's broken when modders had it working fine. And it, it apparently the rain is just so bad it's un, it's unplayable. Allegedly the hot coffee code is in there. And it just... I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't even touched it. Just A, because I've got so many other things to play. Then it also came out that they removed some cheat codes for technical reasons, which that doesn't make sense. Uh, they haven't said which ones yet. I'm sure that's been found out by now, though. And the full song was released. It's not good on Switch. Like, I don't know how that was just, it was just launched so poorly and it's just not playing well. Which sucks, because it's bringing three amazing games to a new generation again, but I don't know, man. I do not know. Sucks. It's back on the PC launcher, but the fact that it got pulled the day of, pretty sad. Pretty sad. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Elder Scrolls Six has been... Pretty much confirmed as an Xbox exclusive. Are you shocked? I'm not. And if you are, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because I pretty much, I'm pretty sure every Elder Scrolls game that has come to console, with the exception of Skyrim, was an Xbox exclusive. Like, I don't think... Oblivion ever went okay. Oblivion came to PlayStation. That one was multi multiplat. So Oblivion and Skyrim were multi-platform. Meanwhile, you know, Morrowind, the first one on console, was Xbox exclusive. So this is not a new thing. Um. Oh wait, it was a it was it was a timed exclusive on on Xbox. So screw excuse me. Um, so yeah, so yeah, this is not new people. Don't, don't be shocked really. Um, <clears throat> it was also, uh, Xbox and Halo's 20th anniversary on Monday folks. And it was a big to do. I mean, some cool stuff and some little stuff. I mean, <laughs> Xbox and Gucci announced a partnership where you can, Buy a special edition console that comes in a Gucci uh, suitcase for ten grand. I don't know why you'd want that. Um, uh, they also showed off a couple other things. Um, you can win an oil painting of the Rock, announcing the original Xbox back in two thousand one. Um, they announced uh, the final seventy six backwards compatible games. And I, I say final because there's there's a legitimate reason for that. So, um, so seventy more, seventy six more games are now backwards compatible, and uh, they include uh, Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand, Aces of the Galaxy, Advent Rising, uh, Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom, Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grader, Avatar: The Last Airbender, The Burning Earth, Bank Shop Billiards Two, Beautiful Katamari. Binary Domain, Black College Football Experience, Cloning Clyde, Conan, Darwinia, Dead or Alive Ultimate, Dead or Alive 3, Dead or Alive 4, 
Death by Cube, Disney Universe, Disney's Chicken Little, Elements of Destruction, Fear, Fear 2, Fear 3, Fear Files, First Templar, Gladius, Gun Valkyrie, Islands of Wakfu, Lego Lord of the Rings, Manhunt, Max Payne, uh, Max Payne 2 and Max Payne 3, Mini Ninjas, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, MX vs. ATV Alive, MX vs. ATV Untamed, Near, Nova Drome, Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, uh, On Chinbara, Otoji, Otoji 2, The Outfit, Outpost Koloki X, Quake Arena Arcade, Raw, Red Dead Revolver, Resident Evil, Ridge Racer 6, Risen, Risen 2, Rock of Ages, Sacred 2, Scramble, Screw Jumper, Secret Weapons Over Normandy, Skate 2, which everyone's been waiting for, SpongeBob SquarePants, Underpants Slam, SpongeBob's Truth or Square, Star Wars Starfighter Special Edition, Star Wars Episode 3. I, I kind of want to go play that game. I do have that game. Star Wars The Clone Wars, another great game. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, Switchball, Thrillville, Thrillville Off the Rails, Time Plot, Time Splitters 2, which is an amazing game, Time Splitters Future Perfect, Toy Story Mania, Vandal Hearts, Viva Pinata, Viva Pinata Party Animals, and Warlords. Uh, some other games have also gotten FPS boosts with FPS boosts with that. And the reason I say the final 76 uh, is mainly because of legal reasons and other things like that. Uh, and if on the official Xbox Wire, they said, while quote, while we continue to stay focused on preserving and enhancing the art form of games. We have reached the limit of our ability to bring new games to the catalog from the past due to licensing, legal, and technical constraints. Thank you for being part of this journey with us. Which, unquote. It kind of sucks because they always promised they would add so many. And there, there's a shit ton, don't get me wrong. I mean, they pretty much added another hundred right there. But it, it sucks that there's hurdles that are literally impassable. Uh, for them to, to try and, and add more, but there's still a friggin' solid list. And of course, the biggest news out of Monday was the announcement that Halo Infinite Multiplayer, which technically isn't a beta, is now available for everyone before official launch on December 8th. And it was so big that it it's literally became the fourth played game on Steam, highest played game on Steam. It's the third highest played right now. I mean, it's it's literally been 200,000 plus people playing it. It, it is free to play. Uh, like I said, it is a beta. So, but but your progress will carry over this time. It's it's technically the official launch. Season 1 has started, uh, uh, Shadows of Reach, and it, it's uh, season 1 will run through May. And it 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 I downloaded it. I, I just unfortunately really haven't been able to get into it. I went to go see Eternals on Monday, so um, that, that was part of the reason. I haven't really been able to play just yet, and I, I was, was out with people yesterday. But yeah, I, Halo multiplayer is, is available now to play. Um, people do have a bit of an issue with the Battle Pass and, and how it, it uh, the progression, because apparently it's very slow. And uh, now that it's in the hands of way more people than the original technical tests, uh, Brian Gerard of of um, three four three and and some of the other uh, the community manager John um, I can't say his name uh, Unishek oh Unishek uh, so they said quote he said quote on Twitter to address the feedback on battle pass progression we'll be making targeted tunings to our model later this week. To start, we'll be adding Play One Game challenges to help make sure you consistently progress through the Battle Pass by playing matches the way you want, unquote. And uh, they're, they're increasing the time of double XP boosts, and I guess uh, mainly because if you use that and you go play a big team battle match, which is 20 minutes, it only lasts for 30, so you're only getting it for one match. Um, everything will evolve based on player feedback, they've, they've committed to that. And while, um, the XP rate is what people have the biggest complaint about. Um, 
it, you don't get it just by playing matches. So they are going to change that. And they're, they're going to fix it. Like I said, Brian Gerard said they're already evaluating battle pass progression and how they can fix it because people were calling it a slog. Um, he did say, quote, thank you to everyone who has jumped into Halo Infinite beta so far. FYI, the team is looking at battle pass progression and gathering data from yesterday's sessions and will share updates as we have them. Please continue to share feedback and raise flags as you see them, unquote. It's, ni it's nice to hear them say that and, 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 and listen. Um, they've, been, they've been doing that a lot. Uh, and if you log in um, before November 22nd, you can unlock some uh, special in-game items, like a, um, a skin or a, a color, I forget what they're calling them, uh, weapon skins, uh, vehicle skins and some some other things you can use uh, on your character um, and if you get the premium battle pass remember their battle pass is different when you buy a battle pass you have it forever and you can pick and choose which one you're playing towards um, this one that is uh, I think I, they're calling it shadows of reach if I remember correctly you can unlock pretty much every um, outfit of all of noble team from uh, Halo Reach, and then of course the Fracture event is coming where you can unlock that awesome samurai looking armor, um, and those armor kits, those Halo Reach armor kits will be will be coming uh, if you buy the battle pass and play. So I'm I'm very very happy to see and surprised to see that the Halo multiplayer launched. Granted, it's the 20th anniversary, right? Uh, campaign of course is still set to launch on November 8th. November 8th, December 8th, so just about two and a half weeks from today, and uh, it will be the cover story in Game Informer, so there's a lot of coverage floating around about campaign, so be careful if you guys don't want too many spoilers. Um, we are very close to the launch of Halo Infinite, but I'm very excited. Moving on, uh, oh, and one other thing, um, there's actually two things still, um, there is going to be a new six-part docu-series about the uh, creation of Xbox, and that will premiere December 13th. Um, and then there's going to be one more thing we'll talk about in the TV section, so stay tuned. Um, moving forward, a new Dragon Ball Z game was announced. Uh, it's called Dragon Ball The Breakers. It is a new online game where you will compete in 7v1 matches. How that works, I don't know. And it takes place in the Xenoverse for universe of Dragon Ball. Because apparently there's different universes now. Um, but yes, uh, Dragon Ball The Breakers is coming. And hopefully people like, like it, I, I guess. Uh, that was announced yesterday. Um... Always fun to see more. Dra a lot of Dragon Ball games have been releasing in the last uh, 18 months. And then, like I said earlier, the Game Awards nominees were announced. Let me pull those up. Let's talk about that. Um, we'll, uh, we'll go through that here real quick. So uh, those will, of course, be on December 9th, the day after Halo Infinite launches. Um, and then... Uh, I do want to talk about, let's, uh, let's go see who the nominees are. So for game of the year, you have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. For best game direction, you have Deathloop again, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. For best narrative, you have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. Um, for best art direction, you have The Artful Escape, Deathloop, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. For best score and music, you have The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy and Near Replicant version 1.2247448 for 
For best audio design, you have Deathloop, Forza, Horizon 5, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. For best performance, you have Erica Mori as Alex Chen in Life is Strange True Colors. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu in, Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. And Ozoima Agaga as Juliana Blake in Deathloop. So two Deathloop characters. Games for Impact, you have Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, and No Longer Home. For Best Ongoing, you have Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Warzone. Fuck Fortnite. Um, oh, I don't want to do that. For Best Indie, you have 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. For Best Mobile Game, you have Fantasian, Genshin Impact, Legend, League of Legends Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. For Best Community Support, you have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. For Innovation and Accessibility, which is um, promoting and, and helping um, gamers that are need accessibility options, you have Far Cry 6. Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Uh, for Best VR AR, you have Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4, and Sniper Elite 4 VR. Uh, for Best Action Game, you have Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Best Action Adventure, you have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. For Best Role Playing, you have Cyberpunk, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei 5, and Tales of Arise. For Best Fighting Game, you have Demon Slayer, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and Virtual Fighter 5. For Best Family, you have It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. For Best Sim Strategy, you have Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. For Best Sports Racing, you have F1 2021, FIFA 22, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. For Best Multiplayer, you have Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Modern Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. For Content Creator of the Year, I don't know who any of these people are, you have Dream, Fussly, Galls, Ibai, and Grefk, Grev, Grev, Grefka. For best debut indie, you have Artful Escape, Forgotten City, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. For most anticipated game, you have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. Uh, for best esports game, you have Call of Duty, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, League of Legends, and Valorant. For best esports athlete, you have Chris Simp Lair, Heo Showmaker Su, Magomed Collapse uh, Kalilov, Oleksandr Simple Kostilev, and Tyson Tens Go. Then, uh, best esports team you have Atlanta Phase, DWG Kia, Nautis Vincere, Sentinels, and Team Spirit. Um, for best esports coach, you have Arat Silent Gaziev. Andre Eng Sholokov, Andre Biad Horodensky, James Crowder Crowder, and Kim Kokoma Jonggyun. And then for best esports event, you have the 2021 League of Legends World Championship, the International PGL Major Stockholm 2021, PUBG Mobile Global Championship, and Valorant Championships Tour Stage 2 Masters. So those are your categories, those are your nominees for the 2021 Video Game Awards, the 2021 Game Awards. 
And, and then our final bit of gaming news today is back to Activision. And this one's a doozy because according to a new Wall Street Journal report, it, it seems that Bobby Kotick, the CEO of the company, may have known uh, for a while about these these allegations of, of misconduct um, and, and everything that was going on. Uh, it also came out that Jen O'Neill, who was the co-lead of Blizzard, um, was only offered equal contract after resigning which is a little ridiculous. Uh, she was being paid less than her male counterpart, Mikey Barra, who came in after her. She, I mean, she'd been at Blizzard for a, a, a lot longer. Um, and uh, he, he even sent out a message himself saying, quote, Hello, Blizzard. Please see the email I sent this morning. I know many leaders plan to meet with their teams throughout the day. This is a difficult time for all of us, myself included. I've been asked and want to make it clear Jen and I shared with management that we wanted to be paid the same to co-lead Blizzard together. As a leader, equality in its broadest sense is something I 100% stand behind. As a team, I share a desire for change and growth. I'm committed to fostering that with all of you to make Blizzard what we will want it to be. I will be sending out a video shortly to all of Blizzard. Thank you, and know that I am processing today's news and struggling in areas like many of you. Which is probably one of the reasons she left, that was unquote. Um... It, it, it is very interesting. Um, someone asked him why they didn't honor it. He said they were both on existing contracts. Um, so the pay was different. Um, that's when both of them wanted to go the same route when they were both offered the co-lead position. Um, like I said, Wall Street Journal is, is, is putting both of these stories out. Um, she did confirm... Ibarra's story, but said that they, while Blizzard kept saying they would do it, it wasn't offered until after she put her resignation in. Um, like I said, it, it a new story from the Wall Street Journal is has reported that Bobby Kotick knew, and so much so that the CEO of PlayStation, uh, Jim Ryan, has spoken out. Uh, this is via Bloomberg, and he said, uh, Jim Ryan said, quote, uh, disheartened and frankly stunned to read uh, that Activision has not done enough to address a deep-seated culture of discrimination and harassment, unquote. This is a literally ridiculous thing that even PlayStation's like, what the hell? Um, they even, Jim Ryan said he even reached out to Activision to see what the hell's going on. And, um, he also said, Jim Ryan said, quote, we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation, unquote. It, it's just, this is, is, is getting out of hand. Um, so much so that even a group of, uh, shareholders has called for the resignation of, of Bobby Kotick. Granted, a lot of people want him to resign in general. Um, the Washington Post has the Washington Post has reported that the Strategic Organizing Center uh, Investment Group, which holds 4.8 million shares of the nearly 800 million shares, has called for his resignation. Um, they are not going to vote for him or the board of directors and are calling on other investors and shareholders to, to, to get with them. And this is... The, 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 the board of directors has... has is standing behind Kodak. They said, quote, the Activision Blizzard board remains committed to the goal of making Activision Blizzard the most welcoming and in inclusive company in the industry. Under Bobby Kodak's leadership, the company is already implementing industry-leading changes, including a zero-tolerance harassment policy, a dedication to achieving significant increases to the percentages of women and non-binary people in our workforce, and significant internal-external investments to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. The board remains confident that Bobby Kotick appropriately addressed workplace issues brought to his attention. The goals we have set for ourselves are both critical and ambitious. The board remains confident in Bobby Kotick's leadership, commitment, and ability to achieve these goals, unquote. You're all full of shit. And I just... 
very, am very, very, very surprised. Um, considering a lot of Blizzard employees are, are going to be doing a walkout. Um, and like I said, the Wall Street Journal is the one that found, uh, is claiming that Bobby Kotick has known about the alleged sexual assault and harassment allegations within the company-owned studios, um, but did not disclose the information to the company's board. Um, this is also where the Jen O'Neill story came out. Um, it, and it, like I said, it centers on Bobby Kotick, and he was aware of all these abuses for a long time, apparently, and never informed the board of everything that was going on. Um, and he did tell the Wall Street Journal, quote, he and the board now expect to be kept better informed than in the past about workplace issues, unquote. I don't buy that bullshit. Um, he called it inaccurate and misleading. Remember, the Wall Street Journal doesn't fuck around, you know. Other new allegations came out with this article. Uh, apparently, Dan Bunting, the co-head of Treyarch, apparently her sexually harassed a female employee in 2017. Despite HR asking for him to be fired, he was kept on because of Call of Duty. Um, Wall Street Journal asked to discuss the alleged incident. Then he left Treyarch. Uh, Sledgehammer Games supervisor Javier Panameno was reportedly accused of rape by a, cup, by a female employee and harassment by a second. Um, he was ultimately fired, but, uh, nothing, it didn't, it took a while, uh, other sledgehammer employees, um, and then, like I said, it has the Jen O'Neill story. So this is all in the Wall Street Journal. This Activision Blizzard story just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and on top of Call of Duty Vanguard not, not doing as well. Um, as previous Call of Duty titles, I don't think Bobby Kotick is going to make it to 2022, especially after all this. I'm just telling you right now, if heads start rolling at Activision, more so than they already have, I'm not going to be surprised. And that might finally get me to end my little mini boycott of Activision, to be honest. But... Heavy duty stuff right there. Uh, that's it for gaming. Uh, let's move on. Um, we got our first new trailer for Star Trek Discovery, which season four does premiere tomorrow on Paramount Plus. Uh, and it looks like it's showing off a new reunified federation, possibly. Uh, now that, uh, you know, warp travel is a, is, Available again after them finding Dilithium in, in Season 3. Uh, Solar Opposites announced a holiday special in the best way possible in a new music video stalling Carvo, Corvo uh, called What the Fuck is Christmas? And it's hilarious, by the way, in his interpretation of, of Christmas and the holidays. That show's so fucking good. Um, we'll talk about Disney Plus Day in a minute. Uh... Netflix is getting a new workplace comedy star starring um, Randall Park set in the last blockbuster, which is just irony at its finest. Uh, and then before we get into Disney Plus Day, the final thing I wanted to talk about from the Xbox and Halo 20th anniversary event on Monday, we got a teaser for the Halo show coming to Paramount Plus next year. Uh, nothing major, just showing off the Chief's armor. And Chief putting on his helmet, uh, followed up with a Cortana, with Cortana saying, uh, ready Chief, or something like that, and premiering 2022 on Paramount+. Plus. And it was nice to hear uh, Jen, why can't I think of her name, uh, playing Cortana. I mean, we don't know if she's playing Cortana in Halo Infinite yet, she is playing the weapon, a new AI. But I'm happy they got her back to voice Cortana for the show. And of course she'll be playing uh, Dr. Catherine Halsey in the show as well. Now the biggest stuff we're going to talk about, of course, was Disney Plus Day. Um, or Disney Plus Aversary, or I don't know whatever they're calling it. They, they announced a lot of new stuff. They showed off a lot of new stuff. Some of the biggest stuff, there's a 
uh, was the Marvel Disney Plus Day special. We got new looks at Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Finally, some trailers. Moon Knight looks epic. Uh, She-Hulk looks interesting. They didn't show her off, though. I don't like the new logo for She-Hulk. It looks very legal, drama-esque. Uh, not as cool as the one they showed off when they first announced it. Uh, Miss Marvel, they didn't show off her powers, though. Uh, the Agatha Harkness show is confirmed. Uh, the Agatha House of Harkness is what it's going to be called. Uh, that is 100% confirmed. A new animated show called Spider-Man Freshman Year, uh, talking about uh, how Spider-Man got started in the MCU. A new animated show, Marvel Zombies, was announced. Uh, Hawkeye is getting a spinoff as well, called Echo, which is weird. The show hasn't even premiered, and they want to give a show to one of the characters. We got our first look at Nick Fury for uh, Secret Invasion. Um, they did confirm that all previous announced Marvel shows are still in the works. And then taking a page out of DC's book, X-Men 97 was announced. This will be an animated continuation of the X-Men show from the 90s. The Most of the voice cast is returning. And uh, that will premiere sometime in 2023. So much that they even used the uh, sad Wolverine meme from the show. Great use of memes. Great use of memes. Uh, also announced was a new Baymax series. Uh, Cars on the Road, which will see the return of Larry the Cable Guy as Mater and Owen Wilson as um, Lightning McQueen. That's going to be a, a new show from Pixar. Uh, P Princess and the Frog is getting a sequel TV show. Uh, Zootopia Plus, a new mini, uh, a new miniseries. Uh, also, Olaf Presents. Greatest thing to be added to Disney Plus in a long time. It's literally 11 minutes to watch all of them. And it stems from a scene in Frozen 2 where Olaf like recaps the um, the first movie. But he does Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Um, her, uh, uh, no, he didn't do Hercules. He should. Uh, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Tangled, and something else. And they're all fucking hilarious. And he did Moana as well. It's fucking hilarious. It, it's so good. It's so funny. It's really, it's really funny to watch. Like I said, it's only 11 minutes, so it's it's totally worth it. Uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg confirmed that their Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie is a comeback, not a reboot, whatever that means. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 had its first image shown off. Uh, the Pinocchio live-action film starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto was confirmed for next fall. A new Ice Age movie... Uh, with Simon Pegg returning as his weasel character is set for January on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth are both getting their own docuseries. Uh, Will Smith's is called Welcome to Earth. And Chris Hemsworth, I forgot what his was called, but it's about, like, furthering the, the human condition. Like, he wants to live forever type idea. And then when it comes to Star Wars, we kind of got the short end of the stick. There was a new, like, 15-minute documentary about the history of Boba Fett and, like, everything that kind of goes into him and why fans love him and his design and, and all that. And then, despite speculation, there was, in an earlier leak, there was no trailer for the Obi-Wan show. Uh, there was nothing for Andor. There was just really nothing in, in general. Um, it was just concept art for Obi-Wan that had leaked uh, a day or two before. And it was just a little frustrating that we didn't get anything, considering the show has wrapped production, um, or at least filming. You'd think they'd have something to show off. Uh, the concept art was cool. Uh, it showed different locales around the galaxy and, and different things, uh, as, as well as a uh, rematch of, of Vader and Kenobi. Uh, remember, this show is going to take place about ten years after, uh, ten years after Revenge of the Sith, uh, which puts it about nine nine years before A New Hope. Um, again, this is this is blowing up 
uh, established canon and even old EU in in which uh, Obi Wan literally did not see Vader in between in those in those nineteen years. Um, but it does look like we're going to get some Inquisitors, um, and and it looks like they're going to be hunting Obi Wan. So it's it's good to see that as well. Uh, it will not be the second sister who perished. Uh, a lot earlier in Jedi Fallen Order, which takes place about five years after Revenge of the Sith, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of people disappointed that we did not get uh, a teaser for Obi-Wan. A um, little unfortunate, especially considering it was supposed to be like a celebration and all that stuff of, of you know, Disney Plus and all that and... You know, Marvel gets this huge thing, and and then Star Wars just kind of gets like thrown to the curb, um, which is again really, really interesting, very weird. Um, but that might tie into some things we're going to talk about here in a second. So with that, we're going to move into our our t- our movie section here as we uh, start to wrap up the show. Uh, also part of of Disney Plus Day. A uh, Predator, Predator prequel movie was announced um, called Prey. Of course, it's 20th Century Fox owned by Disney. And it's going to be about a Predator this time being hunted by a Comanche warrior. And if that doesn't sound badass, I don't know what does. Because that sounds fucking awesome. And it's going to take place in like the Wild West and shit. That's fucking cool. Um... Yeah. And then Doctor Strange is a new report. Doctor Strange is apparently going significant reshoots uh, per the Hollywood Reporter. Um, per a, a source, uh, like I said, it's significant. It includes, quote, additional photography and, quote, bigger reshoots on other MC movies. Uh, while there, sorry, there have been bigger reshoots on other MCU movies. They said, quote, they're here until the end of the year. That's like a whole other movie, unquote. Uh, Hollywood Reporter also says two weeks of the shoot are dedicated to filling in the gaps caused by actor availability issues um, and also COVID-related slowdown and shutdown in the UK. Um, Part of the reason the whole schedule got shifted to begin with. And, And then apparently Sam Raimi and... Benedict Cumberbatch are going to be working six days a week for the next six weeks, which is wild. That's a lot. Um, interesting, for sure, how that's going to happen. Um, and then also announced was that Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie has been indefinitely delayed due to scheduling conflicts. But now reports are surfacing that it's over creative differences between Lucasfilm and the director. Again, from the Hollywood Reporter uh, and insider Matthew Baloney, that Jenkins and the studio have multiple issues, including creative differences, um, to which caused the film to be taken off its production schedule. Um, apparently, it, it has to do with the film's script. Um, and her and VP Michelle Rejuan couldn't agree on how to move forward, which is not good. Um, the insider Baloney said, quote, laughably recurring problem at Lucasfilm, unquote. And per him, a lot of agents have reported that filmmakers are often keen to sign on for the movie, for a Star Wars movie. Um, but then, quote, find themselves hampered by issues of micromanagement and plot point by committee unquote processes which is also apparently why the game of thrones showrunners left and apparently ryan johnson's trilogy has also been shelved um honestly lucasfilm i i don't apparently kathleen kennedy's name hasn't been mentioned in any of this but like seriously lucasfilm if you keep scaring people away they are not the problem you are the problem. And if it's plot point by committee, I don't like to hear that because that's what happened with the sequel trilogy. And that's why you got a mess of a movie in, you know, Rise of Skywalker. And 
It's like it, it it shouldn't have been a plot. It shouldn't have been a movie by committee. The three directors should have sat down and wrote the story together from the start. And, and this is why you have a mess. And this is why you have people pissed because you, you, you know you 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 get these people on, and then it you don't like what they do despite the fact that you hired them to do different things, and and, and then you you fire them. Or they, they leave the movie over creative differences. Apparently it happened in the beginning with Rogue One where you didn't like everything Gareth, Gareth Edwards did and a lot of stuff got reshot and changed and Gary Whitta was brought on. Then, of course, you had Colin Trevorrow leave uh, and, and he did not do his Rise of Skywalker or whatever his was going to be called. You had the... Uh, uh, um, why can't I've been forgetting their names a lot lately, but, um, the 21 jump street guys, you know, you had them working on solo and then you fired them halfway through and brought in Ron Howard. Like this is, it did, did, did you just bring on Ron Howard because he'd be a yes man? Like what are you doing over there? Lucasfilm? I, I know, I know Disney probably wants to make their money back. They're going to on toys alone. It's Star Wars, right? But the the fact that the TV shows are working well under Dave and 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 uh, 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 Favreau, right? Like, and you're kind of letting them just do their own little thing, but the movies you're not. It, it it's getting to be really confusing now about what's going on, and and, and I I don't understand. It's like, how, how can you have creative differences over a Rogue Squadron movie? You literally just have to focus on, like, pilots. Literally flying their X-Wings, fighting the Empire. I, I don't understand what Patty Jenkins could have done that would piss you guys off. Un, unless she was trying to, like, show a character that you didn't want to bring back. Which, again, would be really fucking stupid. Like, how do you have creative differences over a Rogue Squadron movie? Please, please explain that to me, because I don't understand. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't. Um, Mel Gibson has now been current confirmed as the director of Lethal Weapon 5. I'm happy that it is moving forward. It will probably still be the final Lethal Weapon movie. I'm excited to watch it, and I know a lot of people don't like Mel Gibson, but I... Him and Danny Glover are going to be fine. Just just wait. Uh, also announced, in uh, since the 20th anniversary of the first Harry Potter film was this past weekend, uh, it has been announced on January 1st on HBO Max, we are going to be getting a 20th anniversary retrospective of Harry Potter. Uh, it will feature the main trio, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and uh, Rupert Grint. And uh, we'll also see other cast members as well as, uh, as well as director Christopher Columbus or Chris Columbus, who recently was calling for a three-hour cut of the Sorcerer's Stone. I I, I don't think anyone wants that. Well, I am sure there's a lot of people that want want that, but I don't I don't know what what else they could fit into that. Um, but yeah, January first, a 20th anniversary Harry Potter retrospective on HBO Max. Uh, and then it will premiere on Cartoon Network and TNT later in the spring. Then uh, we had an announcement today that Reno 911 is getting a new movie on Paramount Plus later this year uh, called The Hu the Hunt for QAnon. And I'll just leave that with you. Uh, and then we got our second Spider-Man no, uh, uh, no Way Home trailer. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, is it chock full of things to speculate on. Uh, now it's confirmed that they are from different universes. Um, there's a scene where Doc Ock sees Peter without his mask on. He's like, you're not, Pe you're not Peter Parker. Thus confirming he is, in fact, from the Raimi-verse. Uh, it looks like his, uh, his arms can... Uh, take the nanobots from Sp Sp Peter's Spidey suit. There's some kind of antagonistic role with, with Peter and Doctor Strange. Uh, the Statue of Liberty is getting a facelift and getting Captain America's shield. 
we got our first look at, at Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin character. And his outfit is, is, is pretty much exactly the same as it was in, in the first Spider-Man film. Confirmation that uh, the Lizard and Sandman are in it. As well as our first look at Jamie Foxx's Electro. And then, while it, it doesn't show anything about, you know, the alleged appearance of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire as their Spider-Man, the Brazilian version of the trailer features a very interesting scene um, when it shows Spider-Man kind of jumping at the three villains. It shows Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. And he's he's not kind of lined up with them, and it's weird that he would be attacking all three of them from high up. And then out of nowhere, you see Lizard just like, like it, like he does this weird whiplash effect, like he was kicked, but there's nothing there to see him get kicked by, which is blatantly obvious that something was removed from the trailer, and. We're not that far. We're a month away, folks, from the release of this movie. And I can't fucking wait. It's and now this lines up with like the leaked images of 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 them on like scaffolding that came out a couple weeks ago, especially showing Andrew Garfield on scaffolding with Tom Holland. It's obvious that that they're in the movie now at this point. Um we don't know who else might be in the film. I'm very excited though. I'm uh, Doc Doctor Doc Ock looks like he might not be as much of a villain as as we might have thought. Um, he might be more sympathetic than we previously thought. And Electro looks really good with his new look in the movie. And there's also an, an, a possibly th- second Green Goblin um, based on the trailer, but we don't we don't know yet. But it looks fun. I'm very excited. The jokes look great. I want to see why Doctor Strange and Peter seem to be fighting in the movie over some kind of box. Um, But a lot of speculation to be had. Then a lot more news came out. Uh, Apparently movie execs want Tom Holland to be Spider-Man still. Tom Holland maybe might want to move on from the role. He said that maybe it's time for Miles Morales. Then we found out that the ending was completely rewritten because Tom Holland didn't think it was right, uh, and that the script was always had changes coming. So we'll, we'll see what happens, and we'll see how it plays out and how it affects the multiverse at large. As as the end of the trailer shows, like cracks in the multiverse, um, and it will be fun to see all these things happen in a Marvel movie. And then I wanted to talk about Eternals a bit here before we left. Uh, I saw Eternals on Monday, and it it, it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, it was just kind of like, there. Uh, There were like really parts where I was really bored, and then there were really cool parts. Uh, Kumail carried the movie 100%, and so Circe is really the main character, if if you're watching this movie. It's, It's not who you think... The main characters aren't who you think. The story is mainly focused on Cersei. The The lore building, though, is... I, I don't want to say skip the movie, but you can wait. Because the lore building alone is huge. And the Celestials themselves are really fucking cool and huge. And seeing them interact with the Eternals is fun. And the after credit scenes pose a lot of interesting things to, to come. But it, it's a fun movie. There's some good jokes. There's a lot of exposition. the 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 problem is I don't you don't really build like an an affinity or a care for these characters, right? And and the way they they tell the story, like it keeps doing, like it jumps around in time. And and I think if they had left the ancient stuff first and let it tell its story, you would you would feel more for the characters instead of being introduced to them like like for like real quick in the beginning and then you don't see them again for a long swath of time and it it's it was just it it it's a really good sci-fi movie i just it it's so different from other marvel movies and maybe that was it or just i i don't know it just there like i said there was just really parts where i was just really bored 
And you don't want that in a movie. And I can see why people aren't liking it, because it's, it's very different. But it's a very good film to watch. It's just... I, I don't know. There's no... Uh, again, it's like Black Widow. Like, there's no stakes. Because it's like, where the fuck were these people? I get they can't intervene, but at the same time, it's just like... This is kind of boring. And, like, I don't care about these characters. And... Like... They they show it in the trailer, but like there's a celestial that they turn to stone in like the Indian Ocean. Like this is a continent sized thing now, just like in the in ocean on Earth. And like if they don't ever talk about it again, it's like why why do you make these movies if you're gonna make this huge thing that is literally going to change the makeup of the Earth and and things, and then it might not ever get mentioned again. Like. That, that's gonna be fucking weird, but I don't know, man, that, that, that's it for tonight, thank you guys for, for listening, um, as always, I'm, I'm Nick, uh, make sure to check out nicksnerdnews.com, where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages while you're there, make sure to like, share, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff, um, share it with your friends. Uh, also, while you're there, check out our social media tab. You find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Uh, if not, just search Nick's Nerd News on your preferred platform of choice. And uh, that way you guys can just follow us for fun memes and things like that. And then, of course, our, our friends at the 101 League. Uh, give them a follow on Twitch, on Instagram, Twitter, Discord, all that good stuff. Uh, and I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>